Hey, this is the seventh time that I've said that this is Oliver with the Mo Video Games podcast, so let's hope that this one makes the final cut. This is the ninth episode of our podcast. Today we will be taking a little bit of break from our Top 50 showdown to talk about a recent release, The Last of Us Part 2 by Naughty Dog. The release gained a lot of hype and a lot of attention. It's definitely been long anticipated, so we, especially Maxwell, is incredibly hyped to play this. I, I was pretty hyped too. But definitely, Maxwell is a hype train engineer, I believe, is what he sometimes likes to call himself. So, massive spoilers in this podcast. I will, if you are not planning on playing the game and just planning on listening to the podcast, I will try to set up the background for this a little bit better um, so that the, you know, conversation that we're having makes a little more sense. So, The Last of Us, it's a zombie universe with two main characters, Ellie, who's a teenager, I believe, and then Joel, who's an older man. Uh, they are, it ends with them at this group of people called the Fireflies, and Ellie is immune to the Zaminess, so she can get bit and not become infected. So she's been hoping that she will be able to, you know, with her body, essentially, and her condition, I guess if you want to call it that, we'll be able to help find a cure for the zambiness. So she's about to get operated on, and then the fireflies essentially tell Joel that's like, oh, hey, you know, probably be able to find the cure. Maybe 100% likely to be able to find the cure. I don't remember that exact detail. But she's going to die in the process. That's that's pretty much, that, that was pretty much no doubt in their mind. So Joel, in a selfish rampage, um, ended up killing the doctor who is going to do the operation. And grabs Ellie and storms out there, killing anyone in his path, and they escape. And he lies to Ellie about what happened and said that essentially they, you know, ran some tests and didn't look like they're going to be able to, uh, you know, make a cure with whatever her DNA. So that sets up into the beginning of Last of Us Part 2, where now you are playing as Ellie, and you don't know at the beginning of the game whether or not she knows that Joel, you know, took her essentially against her own wish right she she wanted to provide the cure she wanted to give her life meaning that's how she viewed it so that's where the game begins also we do not mention this later but the the game split up into two parts where you play as ellie which is one main character and then abby a new main character and abby is the daughter of the doctor who joel killed so the game pretty much begins well you're playing as ellie and then very quickly you see um, Abby killing Joel and that's essentially what sets up the entire game is Abby or Ellie is now trying to hunt down Abby in a fit of rampage and it's kind of all the sequences that follow up to that as well as you know some flashbacks and you know explaining a little more backstory with Abby and Ellie and Ellie and Joel's relationship as well so long-winded explanation I apologize last of us part two Mo video games enjoy Talking about Last of Us Part Two. Um, so first of all, huge disclaimer: super duper heavy, extra spicy spoilers. We're not. We're talking about anything we want to talk about the game. Yeah, which is everything. All, all bars closed. All closed. All everything on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Tables flipped. <laughs> Me <Okay>. angry. <laughs> um, and an additional. Like, I guess, kind of roadmap. We, we have not discussed what we're going to discuss prior to this. So it's going to be Oliver just finished the game last night, or this morning, I should say. Um, so he is completely fresh and essentially hasn't done 
much additional outside research to see what other people think of the game and the controversies. I, on the flip side, it's been probably two to three weeks, I think, since I've completed the game, um, and I am deep in the sauce of, not, not necessarily the sauce of, like, I think this is the greatest game of all time. Which I might, but we will discuss. But but deep in the sauce of just gathering as much information and other people's opinions as possible and their thoughts. And I've, I've watched the developers talk about the game. I've watched tons of different video game reviewers and outlets discuss the game. Discuss with the, the developers. Like, I, 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 I'm well-versed in the sauce. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to talk. Hopefully you get some two um, good perspectives and that's kind of to help you frame any discussion you hear but i i think i personally want to start with hearing what you you thought because you you just got done and it's it's fresh in your mind so i i don't know what you want to talk about but i guess overall like what 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 emotions are you experiencing or did you experience kind of at the end of the game oh god um oh what I was the game was just all over the place and not in a bad way but definitely the emotional spectrum that it invoked was definitely vigorous <laughs> violent literally violent intense um lots of i guess like kind of starting maybe towards the ends so like once they set up in the game they set up ellie's story right or mm-hmm. ellie's part and then you go through abby's part and so then you ends ellie's part with this like dramatic encounter with abby and shit's hitting the fan and so let me tell you when i got through abby's part and got to the movie theater or whatever the theater relief was felt because i finally got resolution that they've been making me hold on to for what like 10 hours of gameplay maybe even more so that would be relief number one (laughs) for getting through abby's part which i pretty much know like yesterday um like a huge chunk of it and so definitely hyped to see that interaction and felt very conflicted they did as i pretty i literally told maxwell i was like i don't know what they're going to do with abby's part other than try to make you like abby as a character and explain her backstory so they did a great job of that and so then when ellie and abby were fighting i was like no i like i'm invested in both of these characters (laughs) like i don't want either one to die um so super conflicted and then i was like i literally said to myself when uh I was fighting Ellie as Abby, and I died. I was like, ha, I won the game. (laughs) I got what I wanted. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, definitely, they did a really good job of setting up both characters, something I was definitely, I was not excited for Abby's part, really, at all. And I was like, holy shit, this game's gonna fucking go on forever. Like, I was just, it was a a big uh, moment for the game for me. So, um, So then, you know, going through... Um, that sequence of events, like happy, really surprised that the the kid, the Seraphite, was like stopped Abby from. I thought he was just gonna get Abby to not kill Dina, and so I'm surprised that Abby spared both Dina and Ellie. I'm also terrible with the names, so I apologize in advance. Maxwell can interject yeah, the no, correct you names. You haven't said anything wrong yet. Um, yeah, I don't remember the Seraphite's uh, name though. That's Lev. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Lev, Lev, Lev. Uh, so definitely and so then when you it goes to the farm scene and i was i really enjoyed the farm scene a lot and like definitely got me to tear up that ptsd scene that she had that was whoo that was intense um 
So, as it wasn't expecting, like, that's something I think games... I feel like I haven't seen a game, like, execute something like that before. Like, I mean, PTSD in games it, in the first place is, like, for every single Call of Duty game that you play, there really should be a lot more PTSD scenes that are going <laughs> on for how prevalent war games are. Yeah. So, definitely cool seeing that. Um, and, like, kind of un- very unexpected for me. Um, and very intense, obviously very sad. Uh, so pretty pretty shooketh then when she started going to chase after abby and i was like oh god like i don't want to fucking go this shit again like i just, <laughs> just had that theater scene i don't want to do this take two um so uh run through and also that the raiders there i forgot what they're called the oh the rattlers yeah the rattlers Barbara. oh my yeah. gosh they're that was like that was intense like that that was definitely some cool cool shit right there that was like definitely i feel like way darker than uh, uh there's lots of parts of last of us that like could get that dark you know but that was just like d- dudes being dicks so definitely felt good to run him down um but was really interested to see how that last ellie and abby fight played out and i am happy with the way that it ended um i definitely I guess maybe a little bit of confusion that like they had the flashbacks that then caused Ellie to just like break down essentially at the end of the fight, right? And be like, okay, I'm not gonna do this. Like, go take Lev, get the fuck out of here. Don't wanna see a ugly ass face again. Uh, <laughs> direct quote from the game, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and so liked how that ended, and then I kind of wish that it just ended when she came to the farm and saw that Dina and potato as she kept calling him in the diary at least <laughs> was gone which i also love that she called him potato um uh, i thought they were just gonna leave it there i don't i guess i'm looking back at it if i could play it in like one concise playthrough i i see how that last scene fits um with the ellie part but i feel like that was such a part of the story that kind of got lost in the beginning part and then like got like crazy rehashed at the end kind of unexpectedly not not I, unexpectedly the, bad. The, the what part? When what? she's yelling at Joel and being like, "I, if you didn't do the events that ended the Last of Us Part One, I my life would have had meaning." And like, oh, I, are you saying when they were like on the deck? Yeah, like, when they're on the like, deck, yeah, and okay. so she's like, you know, I don't know if I can ever forgive you for doing that, but I want to try. So it was it was definitely like, uh, I like I said, I don't know if I just. It fit so much better with the Ellie sequence of events and then the, the gap of time, like the length that Abby sequence of events, I think kind of like made it like, oh, got to take a step back, you know, and like kind of change frame of mind. So oh, th- those are my big like emotions kind of going through it, I guess. It was definitely, I think that th- those that was, the ending was very intense. They did a very good job of ending it. The length of the game for me was, I think, too long. And I think that's the perfect way to say it because I'm not, like, aggravated with how long it was, you know? But I I do think that if Abby's part had a little more tempo to it, then, like, the, the ending scenes with Joel would have been more impactful if the Ellie stuff was more fresh in the, the game's memory and stuff like that. But I also, it, it's kind of hard to tell, which is why I kind of wish they just ended at the farm because I liked when Ellie and Abby are fighting in that last sequence, which is just, like, whole, like, two badass women, you know, and just murking on each other insane like super intense already the whole like setup to the fight is like already really sad and upsetting and then seeing abby in that state was also sad and upsetting the game is sad and upsetting that's the review (laughs) um so 
yeah, that's like I I don't know I, the, the that last scene I like enjoyed I guess but it definitely was like I definitely there's some tempo questions I guess I have with the game as a whole that's just like one instance of it um, that again I don't think it like drastically takes away from uh, so I mean that's my thoughts quick thoughts especially emotion wise on the game I guess kind of going like because I'll th- we gotta throw out a number at some point right now. I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 8.7, with potential to grow. <laughs> um, but with how fresh it is, I needed to marinate. I, I am giving it an incredibly solid game. They definitely did. My big complaint to Maxwell, before I kind of got through that Abby sequence, was like they're doing nothing wrong. It's like a really solid game, and they've made essentially all the improvements that I expect a modern AAA title to make in a game, right? Like, okay, like, the graphics look great, and the, you know, character development, non-surprise, like, it's great. And, you know, like, it's just, but it's just nothing that I'm like, oh my god, wow! So, I definitely think the end bumped that up and gave it a lot more firepower, but I need I need to marinate the marinara for me to really know. <laughs> But it was definitely it was definitely a very solid game. I think about my like reactions to like because I know you've a couple times wanted to say that you think it's the goat um, already, which I think is egregious. <laughs> but I I try to think about like how I felt with that scene in Horizon Zero Dawn right at the top of the tower. That mm-hmm. was a shell shock. Like that was to me that was I feel pretty comfortable that that for me was just an emotional impact. Um, is like a lot of the last of us combined in my opinion you know that that was just for me that was just a really intense moment in the game and that was like made the game that felt kind of like not pointless is a bad way to say it but like i didn't it, it wasn't fully obvious where they're going with it like okay this is a great triple a title again same shit as the last of us part two right like where are they going what what is the spice what is the thing that's making this game unique and that i mean that was a unique sauce blast in the face like that was like oh <laughs> this game is crazy <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I spoke a lot, so. Yeah, no, that's what I wanted. I, I wanted to get, yeah, absolutely thoughts. I, I think for sure the the things that you weren't as large a fan of are, I think, some of the largest things that people, when they're dissatisfied or have criticism, those are definitely the, the criticisms that they do have, the length, um, sometimes kind of how they jump back and forth between different things, mm-hmm. um, are, are definitely some common uh, of like legitimate criticisms um a, a lot of the i don't is, do you think now's a good time to kind of get into like the controversy of yeah we could well uh, we could uh, or should i should i give my thoughts first you i i say you give thoughts and i also feel like there, we should talk about maybe just like more generic game gripes before we start interjecting other people's opinions because like definitely that's fair i'll, I'll, I'll give my side yeah. before before we go we go too further so what so you you mentioned when... goat? <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to do that. no. It, it, it's interesting. I'm I'm wanting to like get away from. It, it's funny we've been doing this top fifty showdown for so long, and I'm like, I'm wanting to get away from ranking games, mm-hmm. um, and and comparing them, and just thinking, like viewing them not as a comparison to others, but but how are they? Which I I think is. It, it's important to compare to others as well, which is why I'm not sure exactly where I want to go from it. But just, like, assigning it a number, I'm not sure how, like, because that's a number maybe I feel at that point in time, um, but based on other things and how my 
like life changes over time like my my views and, and thoughts on the game might change so that, that, that's a preface into what i'm going into but yeah if you if, if, if i sat down like a 13 year old right now which is the the pinnacle gamer by the way i'm saying <laughs> the pinnacle gamer and i showed them super mario 64 which is one of my favorite games of all time and last of us part two and they said that they preferred super mario 64 i mean i would buy them like a box of chocolates and tell them that they're right but that, <laughs> i'd be i'd be shocked you know yeah. like it just the you know games a lot of games impact are how their impacts you know at that time and then the the magnitude that persists over time like it was it's kind of a, a twofer where it's like i mean as i said i love super mario 64 as i've said a trillion times in this podcast um but yeah it's just like i mean it's just not a 2020 modern triple a title like there's just things that like you know the one of the first comments i got from a friend was he was so surprised with the facial animations and like when people are talking and like how much detail and time it seems like they put into that. Like that's not that that's that the that thought didn't even exist when Super Mario sixty four. It was like is the triple jump action smooth, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, interjection. But also Mario's facial animations are perfect. Though. They are perfect <laughs> the whole time. Um, but yeah, so that's that. I guess that that's my preface. Is is I'm not sure if I'm going to give it a number at the end of my thoughts. Um, but when you when you mentioned so you're finishing up Ellie's sequence and you get to the theater and Abby's there she's got the gun to you and then poof cut to black you're waking up as Abby and I was like oh no like and, and I I think I went through similar emotions to you where I was like oh this probably won't be very long um, I I think that's when did you text me because I got I got a text just randomly in the middle of the day one day that was just like this game is long. <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember at what point in the game I was yeah because there were several points um, at the exact same points you mentioned Santa of, Barbara definitely when you yeah. started going to that I was like oh my god yeah those were the two times I looked at how long the game was because once I saw Seattle day one as Abby I'm like okay they'll just mirror it so I, I mean I kind of figured there was a big chunk when I got to Santa Barbara uh, I mean, it, it was literally 4 o'clock in the morning last night. I got to Santa Barbara, and then I'm like, I probably could run through. I'm guessing there's only, like, two hours left of this game, but I'm not going to go to bed at 6 o'clock tonight. So, <laughs> um, But that, those were the two times I looked up to see how, how much longer it was. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely yeah. It, 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 it makes you ask the question. <laughs> yeah, so that was – and I, I was like it, – it was, like, such a cliffhanger. Like, this – you're you're working through his Ellie, and, like, you're, you're so ready – for the revenge and like what is going to happen is ellie going to die right now like who else is going to die so many people die along the way and then i was just like oh man it, it made me want to plow through abby's part and be like i need to know what happens here um and and as i did it, I, it quickly got from the i want to get through this as quickly as possible to abby's part of the game was by far my favorite part of the game her um, move set and skill tree it plays to what I like and it's like big brawler and just like throwing the the, the the dynamite and coming in with like the super melee upgrades and just like literally punching um, there's there's one particular scene where she um, was being hung and then she gets cut down right as she meets Lev and Yara yeah, yeah, yeah. and when she she stands up and she has the hammer and it's just like the the light glistening, and then you turn around and you have an unbreakable hammer, and you are just demolishing the stalkers yeah. coming at you. I have never, I don't know if I've ever felt more powerful in a game 
that if you know what this reminds me of is the 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 rick scene that's got to be yes. the oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh the yeah. rick scene it's like uh in the walking dead there's just the scene where essentially the main character just goes ape shit that's all you need to know and it is just it is a like rob zombie as just like fast and furious bloods on the wall and we're killing people now but <laughs> moment so yeah that was a that was a very that was a very fun scene and also that that was a very like intense scene running away i was like oh my god are they gonna like make me turn around and fight like i never knew if they were gonna yeah. catch up or not you know so just like clinching my own butt cheeks thinking that'll make <laughs> me run faster in the game and it, and it's also kind of a turning point for abby at that because that's when she's introduced to the seraphites levin yara and who kind of help her on her path to redemption along the way. So it's, I mean, it's a very fitting, I don't even know what, what part of like a story arc that would be exactly, but it was, yeah, I, I enjoyed that part a lot. And then I think all of the environments that Abby got to go through, um, yeah, were really unique environments. Great. The, the, the Island of the Seraphites and also the hospital basement. Okay. What did you think of what they call the rat King? which is the the boss fight of like multiple zombies molded together. Uh that was that was another sequence. Okay, so we also talked about <laughs> a total another total tangent. The sniper sequence, mm-hmm. I had the complaints that like it was I don't want to get too into it because I want to talk about the racking. But like essentially it just there's a tempo that they want you to go through the sniper sequence. And so it is like, it'll let you do so many things and get so away with so much stuff with a sniper shooting at you in the sequence. And then all of a sudden you do something too fast or not the way that they want you to do it. And it's like the sniper is now the ultimate headshotter. He could be at any angle at any time and he will headshot you no matter what. So the, the intro to it, there was multiple times where I thought you were supposed to turn around and start fighting. Um, and much less frustration. The sniper was way more frustrating, but that, that, that was a... a another frustrating sequence where it's just like unclear what the expectations were supposed to do and i get since it's like a i mean relatively it's a linear story you know like it's essentially there's one path um so it's like a semi-open world for a lot of it but i am tangent point is that was another point of frustration the actual fight though i uh, like the whole sequence up to it super nerve-wracking butt clenching same as that other moment that we talked like running away in absolute fear uh but I think I, I like died once, but since he's another, he's like the clicker, so he's a one hit kill. So I think after I died, like I might have died once or twice, but then it was just I kind of figured out how to kite him. So once once you figure it out, like the like pe- the, like I found like a good loop to run essentially. Yeah. It's like a Kino der Toden where you find the, <laughs> the circle to run. Like once I found that, then it was good. But I I did like that sequence a, a lot. I I thought that was like a really good part of the game and also really stressful. Another good like unexpected and did a really good job like building up intensity so i liked it a lot and i liked that like it was flooded it was like classic creepy as shit basement type stuff you know yeah that was that was i think at some point while you were playing i was talking about some like the environments i think it was actually in our last podcast episode i mentioned the last of us too and just how the environments like that the hospital basement was like i it has been a long time since i have been that kind of poop in my pants nervous scared (laughs) um like it just it it felt so real and just knowing that that was like ground zero um and yeah uh, yeah and just like what what am i going to walk into and reading those notes and like what it was like holy that that yeah that that whole the whole thing was was crazy and the going back to the rat king fight 
I liked how the environment opened up the longer the fight went on mm-hmm. because the Rat King would start bursting through walls and doors and open up paths that were previously unavailable. Um, but yeah, I, I liked all that. But long, long story short, Abby's Abby section of the game I absolutely loved um, more th- more than Ellie's, um, and that, part of that's because stealth gameplay is just they it's done extremely well. But I I just I love going in loud. Um, and so it was just for me, it, I had a lot of fun playing as Abby. I, I had a lot of fun playing as Ellie. It's, it's like a, if I had to rank those two parts, it'd be like a, yeah. a 9.5 and 10. It's not like Ellie's was bad, but yeah, Abby's was good. And then, yeah, the end of the game again, I was like, when, when she was like gonna go, like, first of all, when Tommy came back and was like, oh, I think I found Abby. I was like, fuck you, Tommy. Oh yeah. I was super pissed at that. Go to hell. Get the hell out of here. And, like, felt, um, I was also happy that, like, that was Dina's response and that she actually, I, I feel like a lot of games will, like, have interactions like that. And then, like, you know, Dina, like, some, like, really close person to that person is, like, standing by and they're like, okay, well, that event's done, so now we're going to move on to the next scene, you know? <laughs> like, I, it was just, like, little bits like that that they did a lot in this game where, like, definitely people handled, I think, their emotions and interpersonal interactions much more reasonably than what I'm used to, especially... I'm used to a lot of like 2000s gaming where emotions is not a factor at all. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah, even in, even in modern titles, I just don't. I thought they did a really good job developing that. So yeah, I, I was definitely I was like, Tommy, you little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and also like give it up. He's literally spared your life, or she did. Abby spared, you know, Ellie and Dina's life. Like I don't. I understand you're frustrated, but like, I don't know. Like an eye for an eye. Even if you are as like old school as an eye for an eye, geez, like that is a pretty eye for an eye in my opinion. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and that that is, and uh, we could talk about it more later, and kind of like the dev's intention um, with it. But that was the the way the frustrations you feel as a gamer were very intentional. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the the, the going uh, yeah it was it was super frustrating. I was like, Ellie, why why are you doing this? Why are you going back? Um, and baby, come back. <laughs> both when you're playing as Abby trying to kill Ellie. Um, that was, I, I hated having to choke Ellie almost to death and just keep tapping the square. And I'm like, what am I doing? I hate this. I am so conflicted right now. Um, and then at the very end, when you are holding, when you're Ellie holding Abby under the water after an incredibly intense scene of just like, it is dark shit. Yeah. And you just, I'm just like, what? Like, I, I don't want this. Don't, don't make me kill her. Like, why, why are we doing this right now? Um, and yeah, but the the scene that made me cry was them on the deck. So so for me, um, going through the game, kind kind of like you kept asking me, I was like, did Ellie ever find out that, like for sure that Joel, like essentially prevented the cure from happening, um, or or a possibility like like made Ellie's life. And and so this whole time I'm thinking, oh. Ellie didn't know and is like fighting for Joel without knowing this. At some point she's going to find out and then be conflicted and like, oh, should I really be on this revenge trip? And then you find out that she did know. And then I was like, okay, this is interesting. So she did know. And so like, why, like, why is she so like in love with Joel still? Like it may, maybe she lost something like, it feels like she didn't get the chance to do something. And then that scene at the end is like, she finally had reached that point to like open back up and it's like the last conversation they have together is like the hey 
I it's gonna be fucking hard but I am willing to try and like forgive you and it was just like I was like oh my god that was the last conversation she just started to open and then that was torn away from her yeah. this entire like four years since the, since those events of like just what happened and then finding out what happened and then anger and then finally you're like I'm willing to try and work through this and have a relationship with you again and then that's immediately taken away and I was just like oh my god I understand Ellie why you went on this fucking tear yeah um, and yeah so that, that that was the point for me I, I, I was teary eyed in, in a few par- points in the game but that, that last scene I was just like it was pfft, Niagara Falls <laughs> Yeah, those are my my general initial thoughts on the game. As best as I could, like, remove what I now know, like... Yeah. What the developers talked about, but... Yeah. And, yeah, I I did, like, like the scene, but, again, I I think that, for me, it it could have been more impactful with the the timing. But, yeah, I I did have... I had similar thoughts um, with that end scene. So, yeah, it's not like... Not like I'm, I don't want to dump on it. It was a good scene. I feel like you brought very good points, and I am. I, oh yeah, I mean, but well, I'm walking back. But we're we're discussing our, our opinions. Like I, I don't think either of us is right. It's more like how how did we resonate with the game? Yeah. And, and what did we like and what didn't we like? And I think also, like for me at this point, like the the whole revenge and holding a grudge thing is I think something that I personally have a lot of problems with too. Not that I've been like super wronged in my life. But I definitely, like, I mean, Road Rage is probably a really good way that, that you can easily relate to, Oliver. Not You can't relate to Road Rage, but me, Road Raging when you're in the car. <laughs> um, and, and just, like, weird little grudges and things like that. But there's also other parts of my life where I, where I hold on to those kind of things longer um, than normal. And it kind of stews, and it's just not a healthy thing. So, like, kind of seeing that from both sides um, and, and how the, the whole revenge and holding on to that grudge is just, like, it's not, it's not worthwhile ever um but like you understand it um so so the i think for me personally the story had a lot of like impact and like personal tones as well that horizon zero dawn was one of the most unexpected twists because it's like it's this brand new ip in this brand new world of like what is going on and then you, you like have these weird assumptions but then once you find out what it actually is you're like there i could have never in a million years predicted that this was the answer <laughs> to yeah. what is here um but emotionally, the Last of Us Part Two connected with me personally, on a deeper level, which is why I've I've even remotely thrown around the goat title, um, for me is because goat. of the, the the emotions I experienced in Last of Us Part Two, are the most intense emotions. Most of them were negative. They were sadness. They were frustration. This game is too long. Why are these characters doing this? I hate this. This is sad. This is intense. That's gory. Oh my god! Please stop. Um, but those, I, I mean, I know now, especially after hearing the devs, that's all intentional. Um, but like it, it, it didn't feel like oh, I'm frustrated because this game is bad. It's I, I am frustrated for these characters. Like I understand why they're doing it and the choices they're making. But god damn, I am pissed off that you are making these choices and then making me also then play as Abby and just yeah so many things Waste it just I, the, the emotional responses in the game just fucking it, it tore me a new one let yeah me tell 
the jealousy was super fucking frustrating. That is for sure. That or the revenge, not the jealousy. Whoops, wrong word. Yeah, I was a little. I was like, wait, spicy. <laughs> the, the revenge, yeah, the revenge was super fucking frustrating and something that yeah, was like reliably through the course of the game, I was like, I just have not ever felt. I think such impenetrable wrath that just persists fucking time and space to that degree to want someone to suffer that badly, which again is like. I mean, great for me, I guess, you know, cool, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely made it fucking frustrating. It's just like, yeah, many, many scenes. I was just like, do we have to do this? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I get when, when people, um, like dislike it for, or, or just dislike the game overall. Like it's, I mean, if you're expecting a, a certain, like you, when you're playing a game, you want to have fun. You want to feel powerful. You want to have satisfying, gratifying things happen. And the game gives you none of that. Yeah. It gives you an absolutely perfectly polished, almost perfectly polished, but like as good as we've seen, like mechanically playing looking game that tells a story that you don't want to hear. (laughs) I think is maybe the best way to describe The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to play it. You don't want to hear it. But it does it <laughs> yeah but i don't know so so interesting thing I, I guess now now going into a little bit there were a couple of things you talked about that um i so the, the dev so you were talking about the, the ptsd scene and originally they when you're at the farm they had ellie going out and like hunting like boars or hogs or something like that and they were going to have like this fully fleshed out like area around the farm for you to go off and at some point during that either with like a gunshot or like a squeal from the the hog you kill was what was going to trigger her ptsd and i don't remember exactly what made them change but i i think having the lamb um was i I don't know what about it was more impactful just like the the symbolism of the the lamb um or what but yeah that, that ptsd scene that was, that was a good one. That was intense as well. That that was another one of the points I was like teary eyed for sure. Yeah. That was a juicy one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the you also mentioned the like kind kind of the flashbacks that that Ellie was having at the very end in the water when she's about to fight Abby, and the the, the developers at least that their intention was that. Ellie sees the hell that Abby has gone through and is ready to just let it go away. And she has a, a flashback to Joel, like hit, getting his head smashed in that, that kind of PTSD gets triggered again, which kind of says like, no, I can't let this go. And then I don't remember exactly what, what was triggered as, as you're like holding her under the water, but the, there's something. No, it flashed to the scene that you then oh, go. Yeah. It literally flashes to the next scene of the game. Yeah, and that that I think is they're trying to say like she's learning like okay I I can learn to forgive and like un- understanding the the compassion and where everything like she kind of resolves a little bit of that. What was their intention with that? Whether or not they executed on it well. Yeah, that's up to whatever you feel. But yeah, that the the when it flashed to the next scene that that part got me teary eyed as well. Um, yeah, probably should have. 
paid a little closer attention to that last scene. Not gonna lie, I was ordering my Panera coffee <laughs> this morning during that last scene. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe that was on my end. But, but uh, to be fair, a lot of the things I'm saying too are like I I didn't pick up on everything in my first playthrough. Like I, I'm also kind of talking about like when I've seen other people's analysis of it and and the developers talk about it is why why I'm trying to have these insights into what they were doing. But yeah initial playthrough you're just like revenge stop please i don't want this this game is too long um and then it ends and you're like that's sad she can't even play guitar now like that, that took me a fucking second i don't even know i don't know why that took me so long but i was like man I like I, i'm my swiping that ps4 touchpad incorrectly <laughs> or something i'm like oh wait she uh, doesn't have two fingers now i guess like, just two 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 parts of fingers she, yeah. she's only down one finger in that right <laughs> But yeah, that was like also it's like one of her like last connections with Joel is like the guitar, and she lost that in pursuit of the revenge. Something that she can't get back. Like yeah, she, which she I can, like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, physical embodiment of the suffering that you inflict upon yourself. <laughs> now, 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 my question to you is: Where do you think she's going at the end? She sets the guitar down and she walks outside the farm. What 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 do you envision Ellie doing next? Mm, finding Jojo. <laughs> She's going to town. Uh, I mean, I guess my assumption was try to. My initial assumption was that she's gonna try to find Dina, and that assumption would be like Dina probably went back to Jackson, and so. But then I was like. My, my, then I was like, pro- I don't think she's going to try to find Dina because I think, I don't know. I, I, I could see, I guess you could I'd make an argument both ways, but I feel like with how Dina and Ellie ended it, when Dina was essentially, I mean, more or less the vibe I got was if you fucking go, you're gone. That's GG no re. So yeah. I, I don't, I think, I would, I guess, be a little surprised if she did try to find Dina. I feel like Ellie respects that, you know, and would respect that. Like, that just seems how they develop those characters i like i, I don't think i'd see a ellie like trying to be like i'm sorry baby take him back <laughs> um so but so then my second thought was that she'd probably be maybe just be going to jackson for like ease of life or something like that like i don't know but uh since dina's there and now i'm gonna take that back now and say that she's probably not going <laughs> to jackson um so yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, I guess the the other interesting one is especially now that she doesn't have Dina and she doesn't have Joel. If she did hear anything about fireflies at Santa Barbara or anything like that, that I mean, obviously she literally wanted to try to die for a cure. So that would you know be probably a decent idea. But it's a matter of if she got any information on the fireflies. I don't remember. I'm sure it was in some note. If she's going through Abby's stuff. That would be hard pressed to, for Abby not to have written fireflies at least once <laughs> at some point in that, but maybe she didn't. Maybe maybe Abby was talking in code. I'm looking for the Wendy's down the street. <laughs> I don't know if she would have gone through Abby's stuff at any point either, because like by the time she found Abby, what do you mean she was literally on the boat and reading Abby's notes? Oh crap! Yeah, no, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I played that this morning, bro. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah. So, but that's but that's that, that's the only time I can think of that she would have seen anything about fireflies, and I feel like it. I mean, they could have her go down that route, but I also think that if they wanted that, 
I mean, they literally have the characters talk to themselves to give you more information. So I, I feel like that's something that they should have interjected in. Like I, they could maybe argue it or something like that, you know. But I don't think I don't think Abby or Ellie mentioned anything about the five flies while she was looking. I mean, when you're going to just kill someone, I don't think you care about anything. But, right. Um, so yeah, I, really, it's I have no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's just but, like what, what do you think? And I think those were all. It's kind of like I. So, so I've heard people talk about, like, she could go back to find Dina and knowing that she was willing to eventually give Joel and also, as long as it took, forgive or make amends with Abby that she believes, I, I screwed up so badly, but maybe there's something in Dina that can learn to forgive me. Um, kind of thing and, and kind of like de- depending on what like the overall theme or motif is at the end um, and you gotta get potato back yeah, I mean potato was cute did, did you did you walk cute. in front of a mirror and have potato like giggle and stuff no oh man yeah. oh you're dying your face you're so happy you could just <laughs> was, talk about it you're like little potato it was so cute it was so cute um, I mean, it, it was an exceptionally cute baby but maybe just say that about any baby I don't know humans are dumb with little miniature yeah. humans naughty dog did a good job of making a, a believable baby though and yeah. an adorable one at that um but yeah so I, I i could see that um for sure um i also like the the thought of her going after the fireflies um it, it, it is kind of interesting like if she if she isn't trying to reconnect with dina um like maybe she's trying to forge her own path at this point like she's caused so much pain to other people and maybe she feels that she just needs to like either have a fresh start or do her own thing um or do the fireflies i could see um and similarly like abby like abby still has a lot of story um left to give at this point um you're trying to say last of us part three is what i'm hearing <laughs> well I'm, I'm trying to think like kind of part of reason of asking the question is trying to understand like where where would last of us part three go and i i think honestly i think there would be I would rather see Abby's story continued. For sure. I think I think Ellie's story is... I mean, it's not literally done because she will continue to live in persistent time and space digitally if people decide to write their digital story. <laughs> <laughs> if these conditions are met, then true. Um, but yeah, I think Abby has a, a, definitely a lot more uh, potato, meat, and spice to be stewed up in the crock pot, if you will. Yeah, no, and like, I, I could... Gosh, I mean, there's so many different places they could go with it if they choose to do it. It sounds like Naughty Dog tries to, they just, they throw out a bunch of ideas, whether it's new IP, um, sequels, new stories, and they're not necessarily looking like, okay, I want to make another Uncharted or a Last of Us sequel or start doing Jack and Daxter again or something like that. Like, they just, whatever idea resonates the most or they think they can do the most with is what kind of flows to the top. So at some point, Last of Us Part Three could happen if there's an idea that excites them enough. Um, but I I could see, like, maybe following Abby on her, like, kind of recovery, maybe connecting with the Fireflies, and maybe then some kind of story of trying to find Ellie. Um, but for not for revenge at, at this point, but like trying to find her for the cure, connect with her. And at some point maybe doing a similar like slight double play, like not like an entire half game or something, but yeah, I could see that perhaps. I don't know. Cause like, I mean, Abby knows where Jackson is. Like maybe 
Ellie doesn't go back to Jackson, and so Abby goes to Jackson looking for Ellie, Finds being Dina. like, I found the fireflies, <laughs> and like, yeah, maybe Abby and Dina go off on a hunt trying to find Ellie um, for this. Like, I don't know. There's definitely, there's, I, there's I like potential. how ambiguous it was um, to kind of leave it up for interpretation. Yeah, there's for sure potential for continuing on. Yeah. Um, they also definitely did a good job of uh, no prisoners taken with that game. People just died left and right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tangent a little bit, but yeah, I just think about how many, like, integral to the story characters, um, I don't want to say, like, main, I guess, because, you know, it's just Abby and Ellie are the main characters, right, that, I don't, I don't want to give anyone else that high of a title, (laughs) um, but yeah, ooh, people got popped, literally, blood splattered on other people's faces from the game popped, juicy. So, another criticism I see a lot is that they didn't give enough time to side characters for their deaths to be impactful. Um, I have thoughts on that, but I am curious to hear yours first, because I think mine are for sure already formed on that. <laughs> uh, I guess I'd, hearing that statement, I would disagree, and that is my opinion. No more needs to be said. <laughs> uh, I I don't... Yeah, I think that think i disagree i i definitely think that going through ellie's sequence there was um like definitely going through ellie's sequence of killing abby's people there's no thought right right you're, you're going through and you're doing what the game's telling you to do which is kill some people <laughs> um but i don't know when uh dina's ex-boyfriend died i definitely i liked dina's ex-boyfriend a lot and was sad when he got pop glocked and the flock doc so yeah uh, but i think that like even on abby's side i i liked how i felt like each character got developed to kind of a random degree you know um but i i thought i thought they covered like a good spectrum from someone like owen who is much more like fleshed out of a character in the relationship with abby to like mel's you know a little more middle ground like you get some interactions with mel and you know some uh, i very mixed opinions on Mel. Obviously, that's probably intentional. If it is Mel, right? Yeah, Mel. Yeah, yeah. Preg- yeah. pregnant woman. Yeah. Um, to then like more, more like more interesting, or not more interesting, but like I was kind of surprised also with how many people that Ellie spent the time to kill that really had literally zero impact on Abby. Like she probably won't even know that they ever got killed. Yeah. You know, um, like the one who goes into the spores yeah, and stuff like that, which that was yeah. like that was one of the most mixed feelings of ellie's kills it was probably one of like the worst feeling ellie kills well it felt great because she was a literal bitch yeah <laughs> to the end but like i mean that was just that was, that was it was toxic to say the least it was dark um so also yeah just still slewing that much hatred even for your last breath that's what you're gonna put in the world is just anger like I mean, I don't, it's a, it's a, I, if the world was infested with zombies, maybe I, I'm sure I'd be saltier. So I can't really. T- <laughs> yeah, and I mean, also from Nora's perspective, like she, she knows like the the death that both Joel and Ellie have caused, and so like I mean, from from her perspective, like from Ellie's perspective, it seems like yeah, Nora's the worst, and she's just being angry. But like from Nora's perspective, Ellie is the absolute worst, and it's like yeah, if you saw someone that had killed that many people and that many of your friends. And you'd be like, hell yeah, screw you. Like, I, yeah. I'm doing shit. Did she know that all the other people that they... I thought she didn't know that it was uh, Ellie that did it. 
I don't. Well, I thought she didn't even know the other people died. Well, she she knows for sure what Joel did. Yeah. Um. And, and but that's that, okay. That's that alone is enough, I think. To but I think passing that on to Ellie for Joel's actions is just like that to me is like not, not you know that's blaming. I don't know. Like. Well, I yeah I guess I'm not saying that like she's blaming Ellie for that, but Ellie is now coming and and causing this destruction or like trying to kill her because they killed evil Joel. Yeah. And so they're like, why like. Evil Joel, the new the new antagonist. <laughs> um, zombie zombie evil Joel is the antagonist. The Last <laughs> of Us three, it's everyone killing him again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah, I don't even remember. But yeah, so that's I, that I, scene. Yeah, I don't. I didn't feel that way. I guess I, I I felt like there was a good breadth of like characters that ended up being yeah sure like kind of like push offable. Um, to then like yeah like more like Owen who's obviously well hashed out. I feel like a. Tina's ex-boyfriend again I don't remember his name Jesse yeah Jesse I thought Jesse was still like hashed out to a pretty good degree as well maybe not as much as Owen but I'd say comparable so I I, I like the I mean it felt just like a natural spectrum I don't know it's not like everyone's gonna be buddy buddy two shoes so I'd be more like surprised if it was like everyone that it was in Joel's killing party was best friends they called each other over their solar powered cell phone every single day <laughs> and was like yo baby what's up <laughs> yeah so. and so I, I agree with you and that I disagree with with that opinion um, because I, I think a lot of the, the criticism regarding that is that the, there, there weren't enough relationship building um, between between the characters for that to matter. But I, I feel that the game is so centered on Abby and Ellie and Abby versus Ellie and their perspective and, and mirroring that. That one, I think they did a, a very good job with some characters like Owen um, from Abby's perspective um, Dina and Jesse, they, they argue that like the, the relationship doesn't progress that much. Um, but also like there was like three days is most of the game. So what, like what yeah. do you want the characters to do over three days? Like there, there's little progressions, but I mean, these people have known each other for a long time. So like the, the ability for that relationship to change dramatically over a few days I don't know. It, it felt it. It all felt believable to me, and I just disagree with that. I, I can understand if if they wanted something more from that, and it just didn't connect with them. Um, so I get that, and I think that's kind of the exciting thing about this game is the probably never ending discussions people are going to have about it. But yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting criticism, but I, I too disagree. For me, I think it worked really well and kind of focused on um, Abby and Ellie and. Their, their, their focus and also their dead focus on each other like kind of also leaving side characters out a little bit kind of highlights how dead focused they were on their goal and kind of ignoring some of the other people but uh, maybe that's just justification for poor character development I don't know but it worked for me and it sounds like it worked for you so. I, it, it, the, the whole like there wasn't any part of it that felt unnatural I guess so I just don't you don't need I don't know. You just don't need side characters to make the game. You need you need a character doing a thing to go through a sequence of events for a game, right? Like, I just don't... It's, like, not it's something that needs to be included in the game. So the fact that I felt like it didn't detract at all, that to me is, like, you know... I don't know. I enjoyed the characters that came in. Never felt like they overstepped their bounds. You know, I also didn't really... Like, it, I guess if they put in more, would I have been upset? Probably not. But, like, I don't... 
I was like I, I didn't feel like I lost anything. You know, like I, the characters that I was interested in got developed, and the ones that they made less interesting did not get developed. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like I liked talking like uh, all the the sequence where you're like with Lev, you know, and you're like talking to Lev about all uh, his experiences. Like that was that was much more interesting. I don't care about you know like Nora or something like that. That's like a that's just another wolf you know or something like that like they, they they definitely did a good job of like bringing in you know some unexpected character that doesn't fit the mold of like all the other last of us part two characters that you see it's like every wolf is going to be th- the same just i mean honest just like ellie yeah, right they're just they're all survivors who are like just trying to survive every single day and probably deal with an opposing soy's factions some shitty opposing factions trying to kill them and you know all the characters are the same in last of us part two actually <laughs> um Changing subjects a little bit, the when I watched you play a little bit, um, you, you were playing through Ellie's part, and knowing that Ellie goes to similar locations as Abby at, at certain points in the game, and now knowing that, um, I, I noticed a, a few things here and there, and there was one, one in particular that sticks out. When you're coming up to the hospital as Ellie, um, you're, you're swimming at that point, kind of past the, the main entrance, and you see a boat go by, they're like we can't find her um and i assumed initially playing as ellie that they like somehow knew i was coming or were looking for me in with some regard oh that's a good but point i think yeah, they're, they're actually looking, at... looking for abby because abby escaped um just before you got there um it's so a little details and stuff like that like a, a movie i like a lot is vantage point um which is a very meta title um but it's <laughs> it's literally about like there's some assassination or assassination attempt and you see the circumstances leading up to it and the aftermath from a bunch of different people's perspectives um, and kind of knowing certain things before and everything. It's just, it, I, I love those kind of things. So that, I mean, that kind of connected well for me. But That's I cool. Know. I didn't think about that. that. That is cool. I definitely, I enjoyed seeing the, I guess, yeah, the overlapping scenery. And then like, I did kind of figure I was like the, the like with the day of it right like that was the day that Nora died mm-hmm. so you know me being like yeah and thinking about like where Ellie is the whole time when you're playing through Abby's story definitely made it much more interesting um yeah it's definitely it was, a, it was a cool feature I I really did like the the split like I definitely as I said I was I was I was salty when I first realized how much Abby I was gonna be playing five share um and was super not pumped for it but the, the split was was really good which is why like this the the split ended up being really good and the ending I thought was really good and they touched on like stuff that I'm not used to seeing in stories which is made up for a lot of like as I said those initial like is this game gonna do anything new? <laughs> <laughs> um, so controversy wise, um, most controversial game twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's true, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the initial thing, it, it all started with the leaks. So the leaks occurred back in I think April. Oh yeah, I finally um, get to figure out what what everyone was so tilted about. Yeah. So so the the leak, uh, essentially, I, I think it revealed some gameplay, um, and it and it lets you know one that you that Joel dies, that Abby kills Joel, and that you play as Abby. Um, Wow, those are juicy leaks. Yes. Yeah, like, it literally, yeah, it's like, oh, oh that's a lot of twist right there. Yeah. <laughs> Bundled up. Um, and so people who have not played the game and see those things out of the context of the game are then like, 
then then they start extrapolating and making assumptions and like oh this must be this and this must be that and they've seen abby and so they're like oh abby is obviously transgender because she's got huge arms and so then there's Wait, a do whole, they actually think that yes and so then <laughs> there's this, because they're they're they have such a small amount of information and they're like oh okay and then they're like oh the the what who ends up actually being the seraphite so like oh that's like a, a homophobic cult and that's like the main antagonist of the game um and so like and that's why they're killing abby because oh, she's wow like, that's and just like yeah, wily exactly but that that that's the problem and like all these things start blowing up and it gets review bombed from all these people who have never touched the game but but assume and just very hateful things and, and like just very very they're the people are homophobic is like um the the biggest thing that you learn from it um but yeah that, that that's that's kind of the the biggest thing and then all of a sudden the actress laura bailey who plays abby starts getting tons of hate and and hate mail and like death threats and like how could you as if one she wrote the story or two is actually abby yeah um, like just super bizarre and then then they find out that neil Druckmann, the the director of the game um from israel and starts getting anti-semitic messages and similar hate death threats and everyone across just like how could you do this because everyone puts joel up on this pedestal um and they forget that one four years have passed between the original game and this one characters grow change relationships a lot of things happen um but also that just because you want a character to do something doesn't mean that that's what that character is going to do like yeah the, the game director and the actors are the people who know those characters most intimately and care about them and so essentially what they say is reality like you, you can have what you wanted it to be but then people are upset that it wasn't the game that they wanted um and that just that goes even further um into the controversy but yeah so there, there was a lot of um and then i think lev i, I need to look this up to, to confirm but i think lev is actually supposed to be kind of like a, a trans character um like an actual trans in the game oh, lev. that okay that's what i got super confused when they they called him lily right I believe so, yeah. And then they were saying that he's supposed to be a wife. And so I, that was one of the things I was going to look up. I didn't know if, yeah, if he was uh, trans or not or, like, what. I mean, that's kind of what I got from it. But I don't. I didn't know if, like, that was some weird, like, I don't know, maybe their society still has dudes be wives and they just don't care about semantics. Yeah, all. so it sounds like the actor who plays Lev is, is trans. Um, and, and there's definitely, Lev is not not a traditional like binary character for sure i i don't know if he um if he's trans or or not but um yeah j just anything like that like the the fact that there's literally any kind of diversity in the game um is like oh like people are either like oh that's bad diversity like i like i'm anti-trans or i'm homophobic so therefore because there's anything like that in the game i hate it or it's oh you put diversity in in the game therefore you're pandering to people therefore it's bad or then if you don't do it, it's like oh why didn't you have diversity like i mean it's just the reality of the world we live in you can't please everyone um and oftentimes those very vocal voices are minorities by and large but they're very loud because they're very angry upset disgusting people that are yeah. just like sending death threats it's just it's, it's horrible but it, it's just it was a huge controversy um all that kind of stuff so like the the homophobia transphobia um learning main plot points of the game without having context for them and playing with the game were kind of 
probably some of the biggest plot points or like controversy. Yeah. Plot points. I guess to respond. <laughs> I I I actually I really always liked how jacked Abby was. That was something I just really enjoyed because it was like I don't know. It was realistic. Like I don't know. Obviously, that yeah, was like well, a big part of like. And how often do you see that persona. body type represented in a video game? Yeah, like, that's super cool. Yeah, I just it just like that's what she's going. And I enjoyed like in the flashbacks and stuff. Like you could kind of tell that it seemed like maybe she was like a little more invested in the like working out and being like strong and stuff like that. Like she definitely, I felt like had like a, a like a light to moderate athletic figure. Not definitely nothing in comparison to like the fucking tank that she is. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I enjoyed that a lot. It made it seem way more realistic and the fact that like, I don't know, I mean, Ellie's like a good fighter, but Ellie's also like scrawny and, you know, tiny. And it's like, obviously they do change out their like fighting styles a little bit, but yeah, when, when Abby's punching, I have no questions that she's doing the damage (laughs) when she's laying it down. So yeah, I just, it it felt really realistic and yeah, it's cool that it's like representing, I don't know, like people as they are and they exist in time and space. Um, yeah, the when Yara right Yara was talking about, uh, she because that's there. I did I, I had lots of confusions about Lev and didn't really get many answers on it. Um, because like I said, the shaving the head. There was a couple points where I thought that uh he was a woman because of this. Like some of the sometimes the figure was looking um looked like he had chesticles really that's it a couple times and so i was like oh is it a girl and they're just gone you know like i I, maybe i misheard that they said him and then then the lily comment and then the uh wife so i definitely had like lots of confusions but i i didn't i'm not like upset i guess that i do or don't have confirmation on any of it i don't really care but i did because that's not that doesn't define lev as a character yeah you just you like lev and it's like it's, it's an interesting backstory to like learn some of that as well and gives some more depth to the character for sure but like you're not like you you don't meet someone and you're like trying to constantly analyze like tell me everything about you like what yeah who who are you what what's your gender what's your what's your sexual preference? like you just don't that's not how people interact with you but like lev lev saved abby's life lev is dope yeah lev is helping abby get over her fear of heights like yeah. but yeah so that's it also it, it made me like I, I felt like Yara's also discussions with Abby were very, from what I have heard, at least of other people's experience, very accurate, and I really enjoyed hearing it, where she, essentially, Yara was just like, I didn't understand it at first, but now I get it, you know, and, like, even though it's, like, a super, like, kind of passing conversation, I don't know, I really enjoyed that, like, the, that the sisters, you know, might not fully understand what love is experiencing, thinking, going through, um, how they view themselves in any way, shape, or form but like was able to come to terms with that you know whatever yeah. well I don't, I don't want to say come to terms with it because it's like that sounds like it's like a it's like a bad thing you know right. like it's like yeah. lev's gonna do lev it, it's something awesome. she didn't understand and yeah. she's learning to understand it yeah, yeah so I, I definitely i like that a lot and i felt like i, I don't know it's definitely de- looking back at it definitely kind of like a little bit easier to gloss over part of the game but it, it did i enjoyed that part a lot i guess um made, made me happy to hear because Lev is a baller. That is yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Whatever Lev is, it's a baller. I know that <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, um, but yeah, so... Oh, and I really like that, I really like that Lev quote uh, from the, the mother when he's talking to Abby about the... Um, Abby's like, 
fuck me, I'm scared of heights, get me the fuck off this shit. And then he was like, you just need to look at, you know, don't view this as a bad thing. Think about all the things that you gain from this. Oh, yeah, positivity. Like the yeah. adrenaline and you're ready for a fight and you're actually the strongest you are like, yeah. when you're scared. Yeah, no, I, like, I, I liked all of that a lot. I was like, that is some deep shit right there. Yeah. The, a lot of the, like, the, the stuff that they do introduce to you from the mother is generally, like, and I think that's the mother as a whole is just it was a really interesting character because that's how it kind of everyone perceives it is that the more you learn about the mother the more enticing that they are there's the one note from the guard that's like oh i was talking to the mother today and i thought she was crazy at first but then she said that she wanted the war to stop and then he's like starting to talk about like how he's like oh but she actually made a lot of she's really great i like totally understand and so um Definitely was very consistent with that through even your perception to other people's perception in the game. Like, definitely a very clear how they wanted to project that, but... Yeah, and uh, kind of a nice, like, I guess, symbolism or representation of religion in, in the world and how the, the messages are, are oftentimes very pure and um, brotherly love, and but then the, it, it can get misinterpreted or a, a bad group of people can seemingly represent the rest of it. And you, then you make assumptions of that religion based on like interactions you have with certain people. But then as you learn more about the message, you're like, oh, that's actually like, that's really powerful and important. Maybe we should get back to that and stuff. So that was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and yeah, so the, the Abby, um, it, it, she was intentionally. Um, ripped like that because she and, and you learn some of this backstory through some notes and maybe some flashbacks but like she once her dad was killed she essentially dedicates those next four years to turning her body into an absolute machine to kill both to eventually kill joel um but also as she joins the wlf as the fireflies kind of disappear um trying to make herself as useful as a soldier to them um for the resources to to have the help and everything to eventually kind of exact her revenge so it's kind of like a very single-minded like her 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 body and her strength is intentional and yeah yeah it's cool it, it I, like i said that that scene where lev and yara save her it's just like oh beautiful but yeah that's that's last of us part two that's last of us part two All of it. Uh, uh, a lot to talk about um if at any point we 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 get more listeners to this podcast and we would love to hear your comments um your, your thoughts on the last of us part two i'm sure there's plenty we've said that you disagree with um so we'd love to hear more have, have that discussion with people um but yeah it's it's a game i think will be talked about for a long time um mm-hmm. but lots of aspects i mean there's lots like it's a technical achievement it story-wise is 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 a story you don't often see or hear like something that is just depressing like the entire time yeah it's not just like espionage 24 7 aka every call of duty game ever (laughs) (laughs) um and and kind of forcing perspective and the empathy like you you just the entire time you're like oh Ellie killed Joel, who I care, or Abby killed Joel that I care about, and so as Ellie, I, I need to exact her revenge, and then being like, hold up, like I, now I was drawing attention to how bad I am for like wanting that and doing all these, like I'm killing real people who yeah. see me as the bad guy, like it's not like I'm just killing people, but like, oh, I can say they're bad, like these are, everyone's just real people, just trying to survive, like, yeah, like, I thought, yeah, they did definitely did a good job of like, it was definitely like a very 
felt like a very legitimate and neutral game. It definitely gets annoying where in some games it's like, you're just not that good of a human being. (laughs) (laughs) You know, or like, how often do you run into anyone that's truly this pure and evil? You know, it's just like sometimes the, the, I like, all all the characters felt very neutral and realistic in comparison to sometimes where it's like, I mean, interesting stories come from the hyper good and hyper bad clashing essentially, right? But doesn't feel as realistic. I'm playing Uncharted 4 right now, and there's a lot of me just killing soldiers who are nameless, um, unlike the, the names that they now give to the people you're killing in The Last of Us Part 2, but also they're like, they're painted as like just thugs and like just evil. Like they, yeah, they mercenaries. Have evil, <laughs> yeah, mercenary, they have bad intentions, they've obviously done some bad stuff. They're trying to be like, yeah, you are good for killing these people. But it's just like, after playing The Last of Us Part 2, it's kind of changed how I view that going back to it like i'm trying to like stealth and i would hope he would just like i just want him to knock people out but he's like breaking their necks i'm just like i don't know if i'm comfortable with killing this person right now like yeah last was part two if nothing else has fundamentally changed my perception of gaming and that'll do it for the ninth episode of the mo video games podcast if you enjoyed very happy to hear so uh you know i am maxwell so let us know you can comment preferably on actually social medias because we are more prone to check that than this random website so hopefully we will start uploading to a more reasonable platform sometime in the future i know we've been talking about it in this one uh we are we are finally kind of hitting our storage gap so who knows who knows where we're gonna be going but it's hopefully it is up again Mo Video Games Podcast, Last of Us Part 2. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you guys next week or talk to each other for you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, and I'm juicy.